The stage is set for a brutal battle to determine the Republican nominee for president. Despite impeachments and looming indictments, Donald Trump is still in with a strong chance to face Joe Biden at the 2024 election. One person who is very familiar with the former president's story and strategy is his niece, Mary Trump, and the psychologist and author joins me now. Mary Trump, welcome to RM Breakfast. Patricia, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Do you think Donald Trump could win the Republican nomination? Unfortunately, I think it's the most likely scenario right now. Why? First of all, uh, the Republican Party, despite some protestations to the contrary, has done very little work to separate itself from him. And secondly, no matter who opposes him in the Republican primary, at least a solid 30 percent of Republicans will not vote for anybody other than Donald Trump. So he starts with a huge advantage. And again, the Republican Party, sometimes they're silent, sometimes they're not openly supporting him. They've done absolutely nothing to ensure that Donald can't win the nomination. In speaking about your uncle, you have previously said we ignore him at our peril. And I think there has been a sort of weighing up of how to deal with Donald Trump. Uh, Why do you think it's dangerous to ignore him? Because I think that that is part of the process of normalising him. And uh, the American media does this in a different way. They cover him like any any candidate. They, they don't focus on his extremism, his radicalism, his uh, fascism, his authoritarianism. And other people just treat him as a joke who's not worth taking seriously. And we saw how that worked out for us in 2016, which is to say it did not work out well for us at all. And he continues to be the leader of the Republican Party. So we cannot look away as tempting as it might be, because quite honestly, he's exhausted. And it would be wonderful not to have to pay attention to him all the time. So your personal politics place you on the left. Your disdain for your uncle is is obvious. You haven't spent much time with him since the 90s. What makes you so confident in analysing his behaviour? The thing about Donald is because, because of his various psychopathologies, he has not evolved as a human being. So he is almost entirely the same person now as he was when he was a child. Uh, So if you, if you uh, have the great misfortune of spending enough time looking at his behavior in different settings, you see that he is always the same, whether he's in a room with two people or he's in a crowd in front of a crowd of 10,000 people. Uh, So, you know, he has no intellectual curiosity and he, he basically continues to behave in ways that have always benefited him throughout his life. And I think that has been borne out in what's happened uh, publicly over the last seven years. Uh, when you were younger, I understand you used to kind of deny or distance yourself to, from the Trump family. <laughs> it's obviously a central <laughs> part of your identity now. We know, obviously, that you are part of this yeah. broad family. Why have you made that choice to sort of lean into it and to talk about it? I kind of felt like my my hand was forced. I was a very um, I was actually quite devastated 
uh, after the 2016 presidential election, I, I had not believed that Donald could get into the White House. I was clearly wrong about that. And I felt a responsibility leading up to the 2020 election to let people know, to give people information they may not have had access to, simply because as part of the family and somebody who knew him, I had access to information nobody else had, or or at least nobody else was willing to share. Um, and I really do care about what happens uh, in America, it, which is important not only for the future of the country, but as you know, uh, the future of the planet, because for better or worse, America does lead the way. And we've seen how that can have both beneficial and disastrous effects. Just finally, I mean, you, you started the interview saying we essentially that that we ignore him at our peril. Obviously, Ron DeSantis, there are other candidates that have put their hands up. Ron DeSantis isn't officially a candidate, but, you know, it looks uh, all but likely. He has got quite significant competition now. What makes you worried that that competition won't be able to uh, push him out out of the nomination? First of all, Donald is ruthless in a way that his opponents have never seemed able to grapple with. Nobody has effectively been able to push back against him in the Republican Party. And I don't see any any potential candidates, even DeSantis, being able to figure that out. And, and if anything, they are just going to end up uh, on the wrong side of Donald's tactics. So if, if Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, has any political savvy at all, he'll sit this one out and wait until 2028. The other thing is, is an question of charisma. Now, I don't particularly think that uh, Donald is charismatic, but tens of millions of people in America do. And they're very convinced by that and uh, they find it compelling. Nobody else at the top of the Republican Party who who might challenge him has the same level of charisma, has the decades worth of um, media uh, behind him, the name recognition. And again, that they're unmovable 30% of Republicans who will support him no matter what. So I, I think if anything, uh, if anybody does seriously challenge him, it won't work out well for that person and it will likely tear the Republican Party apart, which honestly at this point in American history would not be a bad thing. Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Mary Trump is a psychologist and author, and she will be appearing in a live conversa- in conversation in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne in June. And you're listening to ABCRN Breakfast. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.